This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Hong Kong. We flew over here from Taipei for more Chinese food. This is our second visit to the city, and we are loving it even more this time than we did the first time. The view from our room is terrific. We're looking out over Victoria Harbor with all the boats going by. We were up at the peak the other day looking down over the city, seeing the skyline. Truly fantastic. Fantastic. This city is awesome, and it's not surprising that it has the most expensive real estate in the world. I can see why someone might want to live here. It's time for your tech tip. My brain has had a rough go of things over the years. When I was a baby, my mother dropped me on my head in the grocery store parking lot while trying to wrestle me out of a car seat. When I was about 10 playing Little League Baseball, I went to catch a fly ball, and because of my lack of athletic talent, I caught it not with my mitt, but with my forehead, and had a giant purple welt on my face for several weeks. When I was old enough to know better, (coughs) 32, and traveling in Spain with coworkers, I decided it would be a good idea to experiment with drugs for the first time in my life and eat a hash oil edible without letting anyone know. And let me tell you, if you've never had the experience of your boss coming to pick you up from the psych ward of a foreign hospital after a night of heavy sedation and CT scans because you had a massive seizure in which you fought with the paramedics while your frightened and terrified co-workers looked on in horror, you're really missing out. Now, I mention all of these things because I think they help explain why sometimes after a long day of visiting dozens of websites, having a ton of Slack conversations, checking Twitter feeds, and attending webinars, I have a hard time remembering where exactly I saw something. Browser history is hit or miss at best, and it's only useful if something was a web page and if I remember what site it was on. Was that a message I read in my Gmail inbox, a shared inbox, a support desk portal? Did I see that Excel tip in a tweet or a blog post or imagine it while I was under the influence? Well, there's a very interesting tool called Rewind that aims to solve this problem, and you can find it at rewind.ai. It gives you a searchable and scrollable history of everything that's happened on your screen. Rewind gives you a timeline for your whole day or week or month where you can scroll back and forth across a streamlined recording of everything that happened on your screen. So if you know you were looking at something around noon last Tuesday, you can track it down that way. But where it gets really powerful is that it's also effectively running OCR on this recording of your screen, turning everything it sees into text so that you can search for words and phrases that appeared anywhere in the content of a web page, a Slack conversation, on a slide in a presentation you were watching, and it will let you filter down the results by date, time, and even by the app you were using. It also includes a feature to record your microphone, and it will automatically generate searchable transcripts from what it picks up. It will even automatically prompt you to record your mic when you start a Zoom call. The one downside is that it's only recording your microphone, not the audio from your computer. So you can't, for example, search through what other people said in a meeting. Obviously, you might not want everything recorded, so you can select apps that you want to be excluded from Rewind. Probably a good idea for things like your password manager or other apps where you don't necessarily want sensitive data scraped and made searchable later. And it automatically excludes web browsers when they're in incognito mode. I'm not sure what you would be doing in incognito mode that you wouldn't want saved. Couponing maybe, but that's taken care of by default. 
You can set how long you want Rewind to save a record. Everything is saved and processed locally on your computer, not in the cloud, and it does some very fancy compression and storage. So depending on how many hours a day you're saving things, you're looking at maybe 15 to 20 gigabytes of storage to save a year's worth of timelines if their estimates are correct. Not nothing, but not bad, all things considered. The only drawback is that this is a Mac-only app. That may change in the future, but they haven't announced any plans for Windows support. But if you need a cross-platform solution, I won't leave you in the lurch. There's another tool called Heyday that you can find at heyday.xyz. This is a browser plugin for Chrome, Edge, Firefox, or Brave, and it only grabs data from your browsing history. But if you're using apps like Slack or Google Drive or Gmail in your browser, they're covered. It has a lot of functionality that positions it more like an advanced bookmarking and archiving tool, but it also makes it trivial to search through the content of everything you've seen on the web. They're both paid services at about $20 per month after the trial, so they won't necessarily make sense for everyone. But if you're like me and you've outsourced what little gray matter is left to your computer and the internet, they're useful tools to keep everything that's come across your screen within easy reach. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. Let the best salespeople sell. When I started my law firm, and we grew a little bit, we started rotating initial consultations around the law firm. We would let each lawyer handle a consult, and then we would rotate to the next one, and everybody got a turn. Well, that was a remarkably bad idea. You see, there are huge differences between people with regard to their ability to help others make decisions and move forward with the process of buying legal services. Some might call that ability to get people moving selling or sales skills. Some of us are better at it than others, and that's just the way the world works. Some are good at one thing, and some are good at other things, just like different tools are good for different tasks. If you need a screw driven into a piece of wood, well, then you use a screwdriver, preferably one of those nice cordless electric ones. Those are great but you don't use a hammer to screw in a screw. Now, obviously, a hammer works better than a screwdriver for driving in a nail. You get the idea. You use the right tool for the right job. And with selling, well, you want to use the best person for the job. Some folks are simply better than others. As an aside, I get questions all the time about sales education programs. I've talked to lots of lawyers in lots of law firms who have tried these programs in an effort to educate themselves and their associates in the skill set that is required to be good at sales. Well, unfortunately, I have yet to hear of a sales education program that consistently helps people to get good at sales sales. You know, there is more to selling than meets the eye. It's a complicated mix of skills and traits. It's not a simple thing to become good at sales. So if you're looking for a program that teaches those sort of skills, well, I wish you the best of luck. And I would love to hear from you if you find one of these programs that can consistently turn people into being good at sales. My experience is that some folks are simply great 
at sales, and some folks are terrible, and I have not found a lot that changes that. Unfortunately, too many people are terrible, and lots of people fall into the murky middle. They're not especially bad at it, but they're also not very good at it. But Wow, some folks, they are just terrific at selling legal services. So my advice for you today is let the best salespeople do the selling for your law firm. Now, who's the best? Well, I encourage you to measure it and find out inside your firm who is the best. Keep statistics like they do in baseball. Measure everything. How many consults are being done by each person? How many clients are signed up? How much revenue comes from each of those clients? And is that revenue profitable? You want to go full money ball and find out which of your team members are great at sales. I found over and over again that the people that I assumed would be great at sales really weren't. Some of the folks who I never imagined would be great at sales turned out to be amazing. What you're going to find when you gather those statistics and do the math is that there are huge disparities among your team members. Some people turn every consult into a client and some turn every consult into the client of a different law firm because they make such a bad impression on the potential clients. Some folks are great. Lots of folks are terrible. So what you want to do is let the folks with the good numbers be the person in the room for the initial consultations. Stop rotating. Stop letting the losers play the game. When you make this change, you might have some upset inside your team. Some folks won't like the change. Go ahead and talk it through. Help the team adapt. Work it out among team members. Explain that this is really a win for everyone. When the law firm does better, everyone does better. Now, one thing you're going to quickly discover is that the folks handling the sales get too busy to be involved in cases. You're going to need to hand the cases off from the folks doing the sales over to folks who can do the work. You'll need to shift those clients from the person handling the sales off to the team of people that will help them with their case. You'll want to explain to the client that a team has been assembled that has the skill set that is necessary to move their case forward. Now, what you will sometimes experience is client upset over the handoff. What do you do about that? Well, in my experience, handoffs are only problematic when nothing happens in the case. When you hand the case off and things come to a grinding halt, you can be pretty certain that the client is going to be upset. But if the case gets moving, if the people involved get busy, if they communicate about what it is that they're doing, if they start solving the problem, then there's no space for upset. Client upset surrounding a client handoff is simply the noise that fills the vacuum of nothingness when the case is not moving forward. Make things happen and you will not have an upset client. My biggest problem owning a law firm was not having great salespeople. We always wanted more of them. We were always on the hunt and they were very hard to find. It's a relatively small percentage of folks who are good at sales and figuring 
figuring out which person is good and which person isn't is something that mostly is the result of trial and error. It's very difficult in the interview process to pick the good salespeople from the group of others. That's something that I never became particularly good at, and it's a skill that I encourage you to master. It'll make your life a lot easier. In baseball, it makes sense to let the best players play. In sales, the same is true. You need to figure out who's good at it, and then you need to let them do it. There's plenty of other work for the other folks to do. Keep them busy, but keep them out of the sales. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Hong Kong, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there, I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules successful law firms follow.